Hello, I'm Trevor. And I'm Mark. And this is Talk Apocalypse, a podcast discussing the current fortnight of Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I am in Doomsday North Premiership, and Mark is in End Times North Premiership. This episode, we'll be going over the questions for Fortnite 26, Day 12, the final day of the fortnight. So, in some ways, this day was fairly anticlimactic for both of us. That is for sure. Not, neither of us were playing for anything. Also true. And it is my last day in End Times North Premiership. Wow. For those of us who were, you know, those listeners who were waiting to hear how it went for me yesterday, my tie moved me from 10th to 12th. I have been relegated. You are in the dreaded dark red. Yes, I am. On the, in- the most important day to not be in the dark red, I am in the dark red. And mine sort of mine sort of worked out like I thought, as I hoped it would in last episode, that my opponent for me on darts, which allowed me to get the win, sealing my place in Premiership for future fortnights. But until then, we have we have one more day to discuss. Let's get right into it. Name the player who's sixth on the Arizona Wildcats men's basketball career scoring list. It also notes that he's third in career assists and eighth in steals. It further notes that a decade after this guy graduated, his players, this player's cousin passed him on the school's points list. The cousin didn't help me, but I was thinking, okay, what Arizona Wildcats guards can I think of that were very prolific? Since this is it was at least over a decade ago, and I was guessing this is probably at least 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, prolific guard for Arizona that because it says he's third in career assists and eighth in steals. So it didn't say anything about rebounds. So I said, this is a guard. Guys like Jason Terry come to mind. I would did not did, but didn't feel like he was, would have been all the way up to sixth on the scoring list. So I went with another guard I could think of who was Damon Stoudemire. That felt like a really good answer that he would, he would be prolific in a number of categories. So yeah, again, the cousin part didn't help me, but I did go for Damon Stoudemire. Very similar thinking on my part. The first name that popped into my head, same as you, I thought this had to be at least 20 years ago, if not more. The first name that I thought of was Damon Stoudemire. And then I also considered people like Miles Simon. I didn't think of Jason Terry, but that was a good one. I also thought maybe this is like Kenny Lofton, but I'm like, no, there's no way he's got that many points. And then I I didn't talk myself into it or whatever, but I was like, oh, I wonder if Amari Stoudemire is his cousin. I think he went to Arizona. And then I continued to conflate guys who played for the Suns with people who went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that sounds about right. That Amari Stoudemire might be his cousin. I think he played at Arizona. No, he never played it. He never played college basketball. For those I was going to say, yeah. Yep. But I was like, well, that sounds about right. Amari Stoudemire came in the league in the early 2000s. And so that was just kind of my confirmation bias, I guess, for the answer being Damon Stoudemire. Amari Sotomayor's last name is not even spelled the same, uh, it turns out, and they're unrelated completely, but uh, that helped me to just finalize things, and I also said Damon Sotomayor, which was the correct answer. I was happy to get, get off on that good foot today. Yeah, I guess the uh, the cousin was Salim Sotomayor, who yeah, I did I, not remember. I remember him being at Arizona, but it, it wasn't like he had some amazing NBA career. I looked it up, too, because I was like... I looked up a Mark Sotomayor. I'm like, oh wait, it's not even spelled. It's not even spelled the same. And I was like, well, yeah. who's this? Who's Damon Sotomayor's cousin then? I'm like, oh, Salim Sotomayor. Yeah, I, I, I do remember him. He was, yeah, he was a decent, decent player. Yeah, it's an, it's a, an abnormal enough last name that you, you're not. I would not blame you for putting the two together. Question number two: 
basically asks us who's leading the NFL in rushing right now. I have this guy on my fantasy team. His name is Christian McCaffrey. He's really good, turns out. Hmm. Couldn't really hmm. think of, an, <laughs> of anybody else. So good that I got eliminated in the playoffs, Trevor. So, yeah, couldn't. there was really nobody else. I mean, I thought about James Cook and uh, DeAndre Swift, who are also having good years. But I was like, that's got to be McCaffrey. I, I know just because he's been on my fantasy team. I know he's had many games where he's been over 100 yards or near 100 yards. So that was pretty straightforward. I just said Christian McCaffrey. I almost tried talking myself out of it. I also have Christian McCaffrey in a couple leagues, and it's been great. I've ride him to the, to a couple championship games here in the next couple weeks. Raheem Mostert also having a good year, probably right around a thousand yards. Also on my Rashad favorite. White, yeah. Well, what a, a solid combo. Yep. Uh, Rashad White of the Buccaneers having a good year. There's just there's just no one else. I almost thought was thinking is it almost feels too easy to put Christian McCaffrey. So maybe there, there's another running back. So I, I cycled through all the teams I could think of and they're starting running back and just, it didn't seem right for any of them. Other ones just like, all right, let me just go from them. The, the straight easiest answer I can think of. It's probably right. He's just so dominant Christian McCaffrey, which was, which was correct. Yeah. I looked it up after the fact there's like, well, let me ask you Trevor trivia question. Mm-hmm. There's one 1000 yard rusher right now in the NFL. How many 1000 yard receivers do you think there are in the interests of keeping this podcast short? I will say there are five. 13. 13. 13. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. The second leading rusher would be like 15th in, re- in receiving yards. Yeah. Equal number of yards, which I thought was a little not unsurprising based on the current state of the NFL. And the Yeah. And we, st- we, st- we still got a few weeks left to go. Yeah. I, I K this question. My opponent did too. I think it's, I think it's going to be an easy K question for a lot of people. Likewise. All right. Question three. Talking about a, a two, an LA Times feature from 2023 about a track coach uh, who is and notes in the question that the article never mentions even once this coach's wife who won three Olympic golds and is more famous, who's the coach. I could have gotten this without the wife part, knowing track. Every seems like every sort of meet, world championships, trials I watch. This man's name comes up several times because he is coaching some of the best. Sydney, Sydney McLaughlin Lavroni is just the first one that comes to mind. So the the wife part is more confirmation of that, but I didn't I didn't need it. So went with Bobby Kersey as my answer. As we talked about on the first episode, I watch a lot of track. You watch a lot of track. Mm-hmm. I'm involved in track. And yeah, uh, as soon as I started reading this, I was like, formerly a head coach at UCLA. Okay, this is Bobby Kersey. And then talking about his wife who won three Olympic gold medals and is more famous. Yes. Becky Joyner Kersey. I did have a minute of confusion of be careful not to name his brother-in-law because they're both brother they're they're all in-laws. Him mm-hmm. and Al Joyner and Jackie Joyner Kersey mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lawrence Griffith Joyner, all of all of the hyphenated names. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it was Bob Kersey. So and that yeah, was a I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see how easy or hard this plays because the the wife part is a good is a big clue, but I don't think he's a big Bobby Kersey's a big enough name for to be super well known but uh, if you know track i think so i agree and i almost was like well didn't flojo win three gold medals i assume she won the she won the one the two and then i would assume she won the four by one i didn't look it up neither did i maybe you know maybe that could be a little bit confusing to somebody and i'll join as a coach as well i just don't think he ever coached at ucla so he's also i don't think he's 69 either uh, at this point so Question four. 
Give the English word for a term that was once written in its country of origin with two symbols that translated to Chinese hand, but was changed in 1935 to a word with the same pronunciation, but written with two symbols meaning empty hand. This one, I wasn't exactly sure where to start, but I started just thinking of Southeast Asian type of games and immediately just thought of badminton first. I realized after the fact that I've been spelling it wrong forever. So oh, there's, there's an N in there, badminton, not badminton. So I was like, well, uh, I guess a mitten could be maybe as German for hand and, and bad means empty. I don't know. Sounded good. I wasn't really playing for anything today. So I didn't, spoiler alert, I didn't even consider any of the you know, the right answer or anything similar to that. I just played this as some sort of obscure games thing. So I said badminton and yeah, went on to question five. Seeing that this was, it was written it with symbols saying, okay, well this, if it's written in symbols, that eliminates a lot of languages. To me, I guess I would not, if this were a German word or some other language that has a, that has a alphabet similar to English, they wouldn't use the word symbols. It would use the word characters. So I'm thinking this is some sort of East Asian language. And I also know that karate means empty hand. Judo means gentle way. Both of those things went into knowing this was karate pretty quickly. So I I don't think I knew about the Chinese hand part of it, but knowing uh, empty hand with karate and then and knowing and knowing it's not judo because judo means something else. So put that as my answer, which was correct. Yeah. Well done. I mean, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I didn't know this one, obviously. And I was wondering how you got to know karate, but if you just knew, you just knew that that meant empty hand. I don't yep. know any of those uh, racing, you know, combat, not racing combat. This is racing and combat question, but any of yeah. those combat sports really mean, yeah, interesting. It's also, it's all, yeah, it's also inspired by my recent 2023 for me has been the year of sumo. Love sumo. Gotten into got, gotten into sumo big time. So watching, just getting more into Japanese sports culture, getting from, from more familiar with those things. Yeah, that's right. You told me about the sumo stuff on. I think we had some chats earlier this year with some of the mm -hmm. some of the basho that were going on. I watched yep. one of them and then I stopped watching. So got to get back. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 knee deep, man. It's All it's right. good stuff. Sumo's awesome. All right, we can move on to question five. There are two greater metropolitan areas in the U.S. that have faced each other in the final game of the series of all four major men's sports. One is Boston. It's asking us for the other city that Boston has met in every final. Uh, I came across this somewhere along the way recently. It may have been a, may have been a different podcast. Probably was a podcast of some kind that cited this. So this was, knew this was St. Louis. Yeah, I... I and went went through them again in my head, but I just I knew this because I'd heard it recently. St. Louis was my answer. I live in New England. I'm a Boston sports fan. This took me a second because it's like okay, I ended up approaching it through the Patriots. I mean, I've only been in only quote unquote been in nine Super Bowls or ten ten Super Bowls, I guess. Uh, so first one we played Chicago, but we've never played the Bulls in the finals, so that's out. The second one we played Green Bay. There's no other teams in Green Bay third one we faced the st louis rams i was like all right we played the blues a couple of years ago and lost the bruins did red sox beat the cardinals in 2004 i think they played the cardinals in like the 46 world series too or some, sometime in the 40s i was like all right well 
the Celtics must have played the St. Louis Hawks like in the 50s and 60s in the NBA Finals. So I was like, all right, I think it's St. Louis. I did go through and just do the exercise of like L.A., but we've never the Bruins have never played the Kings mm-hmm. in the Finals, and then you know Carolina have obviously at the Eastern Conference and NHL they don't have basketball, and then who else have we played? L.A. again, New York again. So I can't keep track. There's so many Super Bowls that I have to think about. Oh, my God. We're like the most spoiled fans around here. Uh, but anyways, yes, I put St. Louis as well, which was the correct yeah, answer. I wish I could give credit to whatever podcast it was that I heard that on. But just I, the fact that, I, yeah, I knew it so fast that I'm like, I'm, I know I've heard this somewhere. I think it was a fourth quarter question on the bench warmers within the last oh, okay. month or two, because I remember the same going through the same exercise back then it didn't stick with me that i knew it right off the bat but like you i it may have been on triviality but i don't that seems like maybe a little too deep of sports for triviality i don't feel mm-hmm. this reality but yeah, i think it was on the bench for trivia podcast i listened to enough podcasts that it was some it was somewhere it so. was somewhere indeed uh, i picked a great day to go five for five let me tell you didn't do it all fortnight and then when it didn't matter at all went ten five another four for five uh, day for me and i ended up the only match that mattered today i was actually playing matt takimoto in the championship match of our private division and he went 10-5 so he beat 10-5 8-4 what are you gonna do so yeah i think and yeah. i think knowing there was no way to to me to suss out that it was karate necessarily i think you just had yeah no yeah i agree with you already means up to hand i was never even if i thought it was some sort of martial art I don't think I would ever thought it was a martial art. You know, it's just it was just something I I wasn't gonna get there for me. So yeah, the the the, the symbols part is like the okay. Are would you describe our alphabet or even Cyrillic as symbols, or are they more character? Yeah, that may have let down East to an Asian route or something like that. But yeah. yeah, there there's an element of this that's just knowing it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's trivia. Some things you just know. So. End of the fortnight. The end of the fortnight, and my last my last match in Premiership for at least one fortnight. We will take application. We'll, we'll take applications for the new uh, co-host of. Wait a second. The podcast. We didn't talk about this, Trevor. <laughs> no, I kid. You are you're in a very tough, very tough division. I also didn't play well. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I did not. I talked myself out of answers. I missed hints. I didn't go with my gut when I should have. Went with my gut when I shouldn't have. And. I had, I think, the lowest correct answer percentage in my division. So it's not like I got super unlucky like some of the other guys in my division who there's a couple of guys right ahead of me who are over 80% or around 80% correct this fortnight and they're in a relegation match. So it is what it is. Congrats to everyone who, uh, if you're, if any of our listeners made it to the Meister Shaft, congratulations. Hope you do well. I normally proctor, but due to holiday travel, I won't proctor as much this time around. You're proctoring but one test. I will. I will proctor Mark on this podcast after the Meisterschaft has all been run and all the people who have earned their spot have done it. I'll probably go 10 for 10. The, the way the season has gone. We'll come to you listeners with a special Meisterschaft episode after the Meisterschaft has all been run. Shane always sends out the email with that you can play the Meisterschaft on your own. So we will do that. I will administer it to Mark because I will know the questions and yep. the answers. And we'll see how Mark would have done had he competed for his Meister Shaft. And also, if we, in the offseason, if we find any friendlies that Trevor and I both play 
and find interesting. We'll probably release some episodes to talk about that. And we may have some special guests just to come on the pod and talk about apocalypse and approaches to questions um, as well. So I do want to say just thanks, everybody, for downloading and listening. We're at like 320 downloads or something like that. We're averaging about 25, 30 listeners yeah. for every episode. So that's pretty Which is cool. great. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled. Yes, I'm glad that anybody's listening. And it's nice to hear, you know, Facebook comments and stuff about uh, about the episode. So I guess we'll, we'll come to you next from the end of the Meister Shaft. Uh, and until then, we'll see what Sports Thomas has for us in the Meister Shaft, I guess.